It's so good to be with you this morning. So I want to start off by telling you about a book that I'm really loving. Uh, it's called Sankofa. Chibandu Onuso is the author. Uh, this book is based on her PhD research, and it tells the story of Anna, who travels to West Africa to look for her father, who she thinks may have become a West African dictator known as the Crocodile. <laughs> and the book is a story about going backward in order to go forward. And one of my colleagues uh, at the seminary that I teach with, Awa Jongha, first introduced me to the image, the symbol of a Sankofa, it's a West African symbol. It's a bird with feet planted firmly forward and eyes looking backward. And the word means go back, fetch the wisdom from the past that you need in order to move forward. And today we're kicking off a series of conversations about participation. And what does it mean that as we move forward as a Vox community, you and your circle of friends are invited to participate with us in helping shape who we are and who we're becoming. And you'll have many, many chances to explore this question this fall in liturgy and in our fall retreat. And what, where I want to begin today is this. Each one of you is a unique reflection of who God is. And at Vox, we value a variety of leaders and voices. And so in the spirit of looking backward in order to move forward, I have gathered together a sampling of ways that your participation over the years has helped shape who we've been, starting with this delightful listen. So let's, let's take a look. Let us leave with a benediction. Let us end with a benediction. Hello, my Vox peoples. Let us leave with a benediction. Let us leave with a benediction. Lift up your eyes to receive the benediction. We're going to have a queer benediction, which is to say it's a little extra. <laughs> Let us leave with a benediction. Let us close with a benediction. As you go from here, remember this. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit within us, we are sons and daughters of God. We have been adopted into his family. God is truly our father. And if we are God's children, we are his heirs and fellow heirs with Christ. That last one was Zachary, Waylon and Rachel's son, maybe 10 years ago before we moved into this building. Uh, Zachary and his cousin Joshua were our very first Voxlings. They were the oldest kids in Greenhouse for many years. And when they reached middle school age, we asked them, uh, my son Jordan, a few of their friends, would you like to form a youth group and what would you like to be called? <laughs> and they took that question very seriously. So uh, after a lively debate, they decided they had a few things in common. They all liked narwhals, the unicorns of the sea. They liked zombies, and they all loved waffles. And so ever since, we've called our middle and high school group Zamen, 
which is short for examine yourselves, and is also short for zombies ate my narwhal, <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like, a narwhal with a waffle impaled on its tusk. <laughs> Participation at every age is one of our core values. These values slowly surfaced for us over the years. Artistry, a posture of humility, empathy, participation, peculiarity, and mystery. These words communicate who we perceive ourselves to be, and they're sort of a litmus test for making decisions. And they cast a vision for who we are becoming as we grow and mature together. And our text for today invites us into a conversation about what it means that you're invited to participate in our Vox community. You are essential. We, we love our pastors here, but we are not pastor-led. We are a community of leaders shaped largely by you. And so as we open the scriptures today, we invite you to imagine what this invitation to participate with us might mean for you and your circle of friends. So we're here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where we read this. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. As a Vox community, we have seen a variety of seasons and activities, and God has been actively patient with us in all of them, teaching us as much through what hasn't worked as through what has. And when Christopher joined us uh, late last year, filling him in on our story gave us the opportunity to practice telling the truth about ourselves. Trusting that God's love is made visible both in our confessions and our grief as in our celebrations and joy. Both are sacramental. So as we look back on some moments in our Vox story, I'll invite you to locate yourself somewhere within it. Whether you have participated with us for almost two decades, or half that, or maybe you joined us online during the pandemic and you're just seeing people's faces for the first time, you are part of our story now. And the roots of our story stretch back to a student ministry on the UT campus called Liquid 20 years ago. So back in the early 2000s, some of our pastors, including Waylon and Harmon, were helping to lead it. And the staff of Austin Chinese Church asked if they would be interested in birthing a church out of that ministry. And so Vox was born. This is a logo that Karen Sang designed for our official launch back in 20, uh, 2006. At the time, the city really didn't need another church, <laughs> but Vox was unique in that uh, we were 99% Asian American and mostly college students. And Vox had a unique vision for what it could mean to participate in a church community. So when we looked backward at the generations before us, it seemed that uh, for many, Participating in a church community often meant one of two things. So for earlier generations, 
we thought it either seems to mean consuming or being consumed, like meaning either consuming community as if it's like a commodity, like shopping around for it, or being consumed by just volunteering for so many activities that you end up feeling chewed up and spit out. And we envisioned a different way of being a church where you're invited instead into a covenant of participation. In Deuteronomy, we read, the Lord your God will keep a covenant of love with you. And covenant means a relationship, a commitment to God and to one another, a mutuality that's helpful and nourishing both ways. One of my favorite descriptions of covenant is by Davlin Hill, who writes this. Our goal is to create a beloved community, and this requires a qualitative change in our souls, as well as a quantitative change in our lives. We, us, black, white, brown, human, gathered like oaks, pines in the forest, women, men, non-binary, gender-expansive, beloved, beloved, one who is loved, accepted, forgiven much. To receive all our good from the Spirit is to enter into a covenant relationship where we co-create, expand, thrive. All things become shared. Humanity, flaws, love made visible through flesh. Beloved community. Like trees gathered in a forest, binding each other's wounds, loving the least of these because we are the least of these. We are the image of God, beautiful, at times bruised and broken. Beloved, beloved. This is something of what we mean when we say you're invited into a covenant of participation, a relationship where you're practicing authentically knowing and being known, loving and being loved. Here are some of our Voxlings letting Waylon know his mustache has been known and loved over the years. <laughs> covenant is our aspiration, and we invite you to participate with us in continuing to learn what it means to be a covenantal community rooted in the story of Christ, God in a body like ours, love made visible through us. Now there are varieties of gifts, varieties of services, varieties of activities. So that's the vision of a diverse community. And back in 2008, the staff looked around for a building that could be multi-purpose and invitational, a space to welcome a diversity of activities and neighbors to become co-creators of the hands and feet of Christ, holding space for the spiritual journeys of one another. And they stumbled upon an abandoned building on East 12th, two blocks from here. It was boarded up, neglected, and at the time they thought, that looks affordable. <laughs> they found out later a terrible reason for the condition of the building. It had previously been Chester's nightclub, which had opened in 2007 and was a source of tension for the families living next door. In the first six months of Chester's opening, neighbors called 911 204 times. And then, tragically, on the club grounds one evening, an Austin police officer shot and killed an unarmed father, 25-year-old Kevin Brown, shown here. Mr. Brown was a resident of the neighborhood, active in Mount Zion Baptist Church, one street over from here, and his loss was devastating to the community. 
the officer responsible for his death was fired and the Austin City Council awarded a $1 million settlement to the Brown family. And Vox wondered if the abandoned nightclub could be put to some use in a way that might be healing and unifying for the neighborhood. And Vox families went to work renovating and cleaning it up and turning it into a work of art inside and out. We called it Space 12 because it was on 12th Street. And we began to partner with the neighbors to reimagine how the space might serve the neighborhood. There were already a lot of churches and nonprofits and groups doing great things in the neighborhood. And so our vision became to partner with existing groups, folks who were sending books to prisoners, uh, facilitating counseling, helping local teens record hip hop albums. We provided a safe space for public school coalitions to meet and other faith groups, and we hosted liturgy every Sunday. So I reached out to some seasoned Vox families and asked them, what stands out to you when you think back on those early years? John and Margarita Bagwell sent me this. As for a phrase that stands out as symbolic of early Vox, Margarita said it well, babies leading babies. John says, this sums it up. We look back and we realize how young we all were. But we're grateful for the relationships, and even if we may have been naive and thinking we actually knew what we were doing. Uh, here's another Elaine Room, shown here with husband Kaylin. The two of them making all of us wish for cooler running weather sent me this. She says, I feel vision encompasses my sentiment for that season of Vox that the children of immigrants had a vision for a church in East Austin, how beautiful it was and is. Gina Bastone Trevino, on the left, looking like a Zaman middle schooler. <laughs> and here on the right with her husband, Sam, the two of them looking like the most adorable librarians you'll ever meet, <laughs> sent me this. I remember warmth earnestness, genuine community, and a hope that we could be a different kind of church. I think we were sometimes overly ambitious and maybe replicated some harmful structures, like having a bit of white savior attitude toward the east side when we were really part of gentrification. I also remember the joyful spontaneity in community that flourished, weekly communal meals, impromptu potlucks, easy craft nights that didn't require tons of organizing. We just showed up at Space 12 and did it. Gina says, if I were to boil that season of Vox down to a single phrase, it would be joyful spontaneity. She also added there were questionable hair choices and lots of Korean-style karaoke. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So we're now almost two decades into our life together as a church here on the east side, trying to covenant with God and with our neighbors and to own our story and tell the truth about it. The places where we've manifested goodness and the places that are still tender and waiting to be healed in us and in our community. We enjoyed our years at Space 12, but by 2018, we were standing room only most Sundays. And late arrivers had to be turned away. And let's be honest, we're all late arrivers often. 
And the building just didn't work for young families, what with the crooked floors in the bathroom and the crooked rats in the greenhouse classrooms. <laughs> so the Ethiopian church down the road needed to sell their building. And um, so we moved exactly two blocks over into this building we call Vesper. Dozens of Vox friends and families participated in making it a safe, multi-purpose space for a variety of activities. Lena Martinez-Wolfinger, shown here with husband Josh, the two of them looking so joyful, it makes my heart want to burst into song. <laughs> Lena is our Vesper coordinator. She helps us participate with artists and musicians and activist groups all over the community to host events like a nonprofit fashion show, a single parent business expo, and Latina Day ATX. And our community navigated 2020 and 2021 with surprising resilience and strength. Harmon and the sound team, my goodness, they helped us continue to worship. They kept us together when we couldn't be together. Two of our beloved pastors and friends transitioned out of Vox and we're still grieving their loss. And looking back into that part of our story, going back to fetch the wisdom from the past that we need going forward. One of the lessons many of us are practicing is the courage to have hard conversations, to voice our curiosities, whether they be relational or theological or about race and gender and power and privilege. And we invite you to participate with us in that work as we continue growing and maturing as a community and to celebrate. Uh, one of the most um, exciting new developments last year was our prayerful search for our newest pastor, Christopher. And uh, it just feels now like you've always been with us. <laughs> like, like there's always been a space here waiting for you. And last month, Waylon came back from his sabbatical and he said uh, he feels like he's returning with the beginner's mind of a new hire. And so Christopher has now been here for half a year, so he's showing Waylon the ropes. <laughs> and as we gather back in person this year, we're aware that we are now a community of old and new of children and parents and grandparents and maybe even some great-grandparents. And we're wiser than we were in our adolescence, but we still have a beginner's mind in many ways because the needs surrounding us and within us keep changing. And so what common good is the Spirit inviting Vox to participate in as we look ahead to 2023? What does it mean to gather together and to welcome one another as Christ welcomes us? And how might we covenant with God in this messy, embodied invitation to authentically know and be known, love and be loved at every age and every season? I'm going to close this with a prayer and then a short video and invite us to reflect on this question of what it might mean for you and your circle of friends to participate with us as we move forward. So if you'll just take a deep breath with me, you're welcome to close your eyes or follow along. And um, friends, just receive these words of blessing. 
May you know in your bones a belonging that is yours because you are you and no one else. May your body rest in a welcome that encircles all that is in you, both seen and unseen. May you inhale and exhale particles of love. May you laugh with the aspens as your word bubbles up inside you. May you whisper it first to the moon and then bury it with the worms. And then when it breaks through to the light, cradle it to your chest and then sing it from the roof so brightly it shatters the universe. And now listen as the stars echo it back, your sacred word in the language of all who are free. You are loved and unrepeatable. In the name of God, the body of Christ, and the freedom of the Spirit. Amen.